Wouldn't it be great if there were a pocket-sized guide that could help you sleep, focus, act, or be better? Well, there is. And if you have 10 minutes, Headspace can change your life. I know because it's definitely helped me too. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the only meditation app advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace can really help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditations for you. Need some help falling asleep? They can help you with wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has stuff that you could do with your kids too. And their approach to mindfulness can help you reduce stress, improve sleep, boost focus, and increase your overall sense of well-being. Like I said, I use Headspace as well. I used to use it back in the day, then I got off of it for a while to use another tool. But then, honestly, I came back to it, and it's even better. The voicing, the meditation, it definitely, even just with five minutes a day, it really changes everything for me. It's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews, and over 60 million downloads. Incredible. So you deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. So go to headspace.com slash SPI. That's headspace.com slash SPI for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash SPI today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 169. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he takes singing lessons over Skype, Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I hope you're doing well. And I'm really excited because today's episode features a guest who has built an incredible following and really an empire from zero. And obviously everybody who builds something starts at scratch, but this person did it in a way that is different from how other people are doing it. He's not using blogging as the primary platform. He's not using podcasting as a primary platform. He's not using video as the primary platform. He's using a digital magazine and he's crushing it right now. This is Nathan Chan over at foundermag.com, founder without an E, F-O-U-N-D-R, mag.com. And part of its strategy, I mean, he's he's got a lot of strategies under his belt uh, that are quite unique, actually, which I'm really excited to talk to you about. But one of those strategies is utilizing Instagram to build his following. And he reveals some incredible numbers in terms of how many email subscribers he's getting from Instagram specifically. And it gives us a lot of very actionable Instagram follower advice and uh, just a lot of other great things too. So without further ado, here's Nathan Chan from foundermag.com. Hey, what's up everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Nathan Chan from Founder Magazine. What's up, Nathan? Welcome to the SPI podcast. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Pat. I'm so <laughs> pumped to be here. You you don't understand like how excited I am. Why are you so excited? Because, you know, I started Founder like two and a half, ooh, yeah, I must have found a March fifth, two thousand thirteen. Your, like, I this is my first real business, and your podcast, everything you do, that was like one of the first things I found. And I remember looking at your income reports, you know, when I was in my day job before I even started the magazine many years ago, and just being super inspired and and just yeah, you know, listening to your stuff and yeah, to actually be here, it's yeah, really really yeah. exciting. Well, you deserve it. You've been doing a lot of great things. We talked a little bit before recording about what we were going to discuss, and I'm really excited to 
pick your brain a little bit about these things, uh, not just for everybody else out there listening, but for myself too. You're doing a lot of things very differently than how I've seen other people grow audiences and build tribes. And so we'll, we'll talk about that. But okay, your brand is at Founder Magazine. That's F-O-U-N-D-R mag.com. And it's a beautiful kind of product that people could, put, could pick up in terms of the way you're producing content for people. I mean, most people, their primary platform is a blog or a podcast or a video channel, but you have here a digital magazine. What made you decide to go down this route? Mm, that's a great question. So pretty much I, you know, I always wanted to start my own business, but I didn't know where to start. And the cold hard truth is the magazine, putting it together was actually a course. It's like off the shelf software. So that product that you see is, is, is a piece of software called Magcast and uh, Magcast teach you step by step how to create your own magazine. So there's actually a lot of people, like you said, that have started magazines, but for some reason it never took off or mm-hmm. or it just didn't go the the way they planned and, and then they just finished things up. But the reason I started Founder was because I wanted to read a publication that I could relate to. And then I had the opportunity to create a magazine. Um, and the rest is kind of history, man. I just I knew podcasts were really hot. I knew this interview thing was really hot and much like you, when you get on the interviews, I wanted to be able to, you know, pick other people's brains and find out how they were doing it. And I just thought that the magazine could be a really cool uh, play that would allow me to differentiate myself in this space. And I knew that there wasn't really a magazine targeting, you know, young entrepreneurs, early stage startup founders, novice and aspiring entrepreneurs. And I just felt that that there was something there, and I didn't know where it would work, but I was just so frustrated with my current situation. I'm, you know, I was working a nine to five job. So yeah, I, I, there was a number of reasons I launched it, mainly because I thought there was a need and I thought it was an interesting play compared to everyone else that, that were doing things much like yourself. Like you, you've got a podcast, you've got a blog and stuff like that, but no one really had a magazine. And yeah, I was, I was pretty much just uh, given the opportunity to create a magazine. Did you see other magazines before you started yours and you're like, hmm, this might be kind of cool if I did it in a different way for this particular audience or was this just something that kind of came out of nowhere for you? Yeah, look, there was a couple of magazines that I did see, but for the most part, it just came out of nowhere. Like I knew nothing, like I knew nothing about publishing, design, apps, you name it. I just winged it, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot that goes into a magazine. I've, I've known a lot of people who have started magazines in the past and not around anymore and there's a lot that goes into it the content that goes into it obviously but then not only that the the imagery is very important that goes along with it plus the constant kind of publishing dates that have to keep coming out and then there's the business model and all those sorts of things which we'll get into how did you wrap your head around really how to do this or was it kind of madcast that uh, helped you figure it out like what were what were the hardest parts about getting it getting it started i guess the hardest part was yeah just wrapping my head around it working out what people want. When I first launched the magazine, Pat, it was actually called something else and I got sued for trademark infringement. So I had to change Mm. the name. Really? I was actually, I was sued by like one of the biggest business magazines in the States. I can't say who, but that's as far as we can go, unfortunately. But um, I had to change the name and and I took a little bit of a pivot. So at first when I launched, it was a little bit about 
really like self-development and less about entrepreneurship. But when I got sued like first four months in, I kind of redid everything. Like I had to change the name, had to change the website, had to change the magazine issues. And I kind of pivoted a little bit to this whole entrepreneurship startup scene because I felt that that was something that I felt would be a bigger, hotter market and more something that I was interested in too because I was interested in the entrepreneurship stuff but also like the personal development stuff. And I don't know, I guess it was a little more sexy, this whole entrepreneurship stuff. Like Mm -hmm. everyone wants to become an entrepreneur right now and I really tapped into that. And, you know, when I started, I – it was difficult. I went through three different graphic designers. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have one designer who's absolutely amazing. And I've been working with him ever since I started. So two years ago, we've been working together. I've been to his wedding. So that was the hard part, working out the design. The content play actually isn't as hard as you think. So, you know, we're a monthly publication. We publish at the middle of every month. But, you know, we have two to three interviews and then probably about six to seven pieces of content and that's you know packaged up what you see like you know amazingly designed pdf before you even see that pdf it just goes into a word document so it's just all this text and it's fully edited and goes to our designer and then he knows exactly what to do he's got access to all these images and he knows what order it's going to be in he knows the segments he knows yeah, just how to lay things out and he just, yeah, works his magic. And then we put it through the Madcast platform, add all the interactive elements and yeah, that's, you know, that's how we publish it out. And then from Madcast, after you put in all the bells and whistles into it and have it be interactive, what do you do with it from there? Do you sell it on, uh, off of the Apple platform or how, do, how is it being distributed? Yeah, so we leverage the Apple platform and the Google Play platform. Now, most of our traction comes from the App Store. And pretty much Apple take care of everything like in terms of payments. So you don't even have to worry. Like once you publish it through through the Madcast platform at all the bells and whistles, you know, the interactive elements, um, that's it. You know, people will get a notification that it's ready on their device. So we're exclusively for mobile devices and tablets. And then, yeah, that's it. You, you move on and start working on the next issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. So it's a lot easier than, I would say, putting together an actual magazine, a physical magazine, just because it's purely digital. And once people subscribe, it just gets automatically delivered to them. So that's pretty cool. How mm. much is it to subscribe to your particular magazine? So it's two ninety nine a month, direct debit auto renewal, or twenty one ninety nine a year. Or we have an offer where you can purchase, because we've been going for a while now, you can get this back issue pack where you can get 24 back issues for thirty nine ninety nine. But yeah, or you, or you don't even have to subscribe and get one off issue for four ninety nine. Mm, that's pretty cool. And then, so it's all driven through Apple or Google Play. Can you give us an idea of how well the magazine is doing? For example, how many subscriptions do you have or how, you know, any ballpark figures on, on in terms of income? Yeah, 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 yeah. So look, we're a profitable six-figure business and we've got 20,000 monthly active users reading, consuming our content. Wow. That's incredible. Congratulations. Oh, well, thank you, dude. It's uh, It's been a long, hard slog, you know. Like I started Founder when I was working my day job. It took me a while to work it up. Uh, it took me about just over a year to build it up so I could leave my day job and replace my income. And for a long time, I've been doing stuff underground. Nobody ever heard of my work. 
and I've just kind of been really persistent and patient, man. Like I just, every single day I'm just moving the needle forward. There might be one little thing that I do, but it just kind of, it's kind of growing. You know, that's what it's, that's what (laughs) this is all about. Seriously, just keep moving the needle forward, keep pushing a little bit every single day. And so you said it took maybe a year until things got to a point where you could quit your nine to five job. Can you give us a, maybe a rough timeline since, since the day you started the magazine, what it was like to promote it and market it and when things finally started to really gain traction for you? Mm. So when, when I first launched, even before I launched, it was so difficult, Pat, for people to even like want to be on the magazine. It's, it's crazy looking back. Like if you look at the front cover, like of the first issue, we had a stock image. We didn't even have a successful person. Like <laughs> now we've got, you know, Tim Ferriss, Barbara Corcoran, Seth Godin coming, Tony Robbins, you name it. Like it's not an issue to get these hard to reach people and super famous and influencers in the entrepreneurial niche. But in the early days, no one would get back to me that, yeah, the first issue was like super embarrassing. Like if you, one of my favorite quotes is, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you've launched too late. Mm. And, you know, for me, I just, I just had to launch and, uh, I'm su- I was, I'm still to this day, super embarrassed by it, but <laughs> that's okay. You should see some, some of my older <laughs> YouTube videos and my very first few podcast episodes. I cannot listen or watch them. I, I kind of cringe, uh, but you're right. And, and I think it's really important to like Seth Godin always says, you know, just ship it, but mm. also ship it and follow through and keep going with it. And you've obviously iterated several times. Uh, in terms of how you've done things and who you've gotten on the magazine. Now, I mean, going back to that first one, I mean, why would people want to be on the magazine? Because it's nobody's ever heard of it before. How did you finally, you know, come from nobody to somebody who where people want to come on your uh, magazine? So I just worked my way up the chain, really, man. Like I, you know, did a couple of interviews. I, I finally got people that want to speak to me. I showcased what a front cover looked like. And I just, yeah, just grinded it out. Like, I, I cannot stress to you enough, Pat, like the the amount of work that I've done, you know, just waking up before my day job. I was even doing interviews sometimes on my lunch break at my day job. I was doing all sorts of crazy things just to, just to interview as many people as I could, whoever wanted to speak to me and just, just work my way up. And then the big, I guess the big game changer for us was the Richard Branson. Once we got Richard Branson on the front cover, that was a game changer in terms of social proof mm. and getting more people to come on. And that happened on very early in the piece. We interviewed uh, Sir Richard Branson for issue eight of the magazine. Oh, not bad. That's still pretty early. Yeah, yeah. Not bad at all. How were um, you able to get, get him to say yes? So... There's some great takeaways here. If you want to interview hard-to-reach people, first things first, I it, there's a few different ways you can go about it. We got Sir Richard Branson because we worked our way backwards and you know contacted the book publishers. Then we con- then we found his head of PR, so we, we you know found someone in Virgin, and then we pitched that person in Virgin. So the first piece of the puzzle is. If you want to reach or get in touch or interview any of these hard-to-reach people, you need to find their gatekeeper, whether that's an internal head of PR person, whether that's their personal assistant, or whether it's an agency that represents them. Like, for example, Tony Robbins, Tim Ferriss, 
I got those interviews through a external agency that uh, Tim uses to get him press. Ah, okay. So, you know, they're the three sources of how you're going to get these people. And, you know, with the with Richard Branson, I pitched the head of PR over a phone call. I had her number. I had her email too, but I called her up. I was so nervous, man. <laughs> but like, as you can imagine, and I, and I had, and I was persistent. You know, that's one of the biggest things that I, I want people to take away is, you know, when, when I get pitched every day now, people want to be on the magazine, they want to be on the front cover. And I'll, like 99% of, of those pitches, I have to say no to. Like our editorial calendar is full for 2015 and has been for a while now. And I say to people like, you know what, like come back to me, you know, I, you know I'm happy to, you know, speak to you again or, or whatever. And do you know how many people actually come back to me, actually follow up, Pat? I'm guessing hardly any. Exactly. And it's all about the follow-up, man. It's all yeah. about that persistence. So I, you know, called that PR person like at least four to five times. I left like voice messages saying, hey, I'm Nathan from Founder Magazine. I'd love to talk to you about featuring Richard on a future issue. And I remember being on the phone to her when I finally got onto her and she was just about to catch the uh, the the tube because she's based in, in London. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you've got two minutes. I'm just about to catch the tube. And I, I remember I pitched her and I was stumbling and I, and I had such a, a big emphasis because I really, really wanted to feature him on our magazine so people would take us seriously, man. Because, you know, I felt that that, it, that no one was taking me seriously with the publication and what I was trying to do. And she said to me, like, you know, thank you. Like, please understand we get asked this like 10 times a day. Um, shoot me an email. I promise um, it, I will get back to you, but it might take me a while. And then like a couple of weeks later, like I just sent a really, really good email and I'm happy to share that email with your audience because I played on the fact that his first business venture was in fact a magazine. Mm. And right. yeah, she said, I pitched for a Skype interview funnily enough and uh, she said he's super busy, but uh, happy to do it over email. And I took that and ran with it yeah. like, you know, Sent sent questions. He worked with his team. Got a whole ton of images. Put an put together an image for him on the front cover, and and that was a game changer for us, man. Because anybody going forward, I could use that because it was a beautifully designed issue. And you know, any anything going forward, I could say to people, "This is what you get," and and show that example. And then we kind of just built up our numbers slowly as well. And I, and I can go for with you marketing strategies on how to grow the magazine, but yeah, that was a real big turning point for us. That's awesome. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that, Nathan. Oh, you're welcome. Now, a few questions. Do you feel that this magazine strategy is an underutilized strategy that a number of other niches can likely get into? Yeah, look, it depends on your play, right? So I've realized, like, you want to talk about, like, long-term strategy and stuff. Like, what I've realized is the magazine is is an amazing tool as a front-end product. So people look at Founder and they're like, oh, wow, you know, featured all these amazing in- interviews and, and, and all, the, the, all these influences and, you know, we, we have a whole ton of gold. Like, you know, everything that we do is all about actionable, strategic, tactical-based content. So it's not the kind of stuff you would get in a regular magazine. Our magazine is very unique and different compared to any regular business magazine. But I've realized I'm not going to become a millionaire off the magazine. If I want to take founder from a profitable six-figure business to a profitable seven-figure business, I need to build up a back end, man. Mm-hmm. So I think 
a magazine is a really, really powerful tool for building influence. It's also a really powerful tool for having a, a, a part of your business model that has continuity, which you'll find is very, it's popping up a lot now. A lot of information marketers, people doing digital products, a lot of people are moving to this recurring revenue model or this SaaS, you know, SaaSes are so hot right now, software as a service, like just this recurring revenue business model. I think it's really powerful because it's quite predictable. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole play really for me. It's like, Use the magazine as a tool to get influence and to build up our authority in the entrepreneurship space and the startup space, but then feed that through for the podcast, you know, content for the blog, and then also, yeah, put people through, you know, some sort of sales process. Uh, And our community wants more. One thing I can tell you is, you know, we're killing it on Instagram right now. We've built that from zero to 170,000 in just under seven months. It's super engaged. We've got a massive community there. I'm rapidly building an email list like crazy just from Instagram. And and so many people are joining our our newsletter from Instagram. But, you know, our community have said, you know, Nathan, how are you doing this? Can you show us? I, I need more customers. I need more sales. I need more leads. I need to build my email database. So, you know, our community is actually asking for this more holding your hand, video stuff, training, you know, founder academy, founder university training type stuff. So our, our business has kind of evolved as I've spoken to our community and found out what they've wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, look, I think a magazine is a brilliant way to build influence. It's a brilliant way to build authority in any niche. I, th- I think people need to realize that it's not as it's not an easy game, man. It is definitely not an easy game. It's a hard slog and you have to hustle really hard. What are the costs associated with starting a magazine like this? So I bootstrap founder from the ground up and I outsource pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, the only writing that I do now is the editor's letter. So, you know, if you've got costs for content, you've got costs for editorial, and you've got costs for design. But to put together the first publication, and I, I know I, I got some really, really talented people on uh, before we launched. I launched, including the cost of uh, the app, like the like building the app and Magcast, because Magcast build the app for you and maintain it and teach you how to do it. To put together Magcast at the time, it was like the magazine and launch was three k. It cost me three k. And we, I got it back to break. I got back. I got us at breaking even in about four to five months. Mm. And it's not too bad. Yeah, eh? it's not too bad. And and then ongoing costs. You're looking at anywhere between. You know, depends how like the quality that you're putting together. But a few thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Your operating costs for the magazine. Are you working with people local, or are you working with people you know, over overseas? How how did you find yeah the crew that you're working with? Yeah, so you know our our design teams in India, and they're super like Karan. Me and him are such great friends. I even went to his wedding man last year in December mm, in cool. India, like, and we're catching up um, in the states. We're, we're traveling around the states together next month, and uh, yeah, we're really great friends. So I, I have to I have to mention Karan from Enemus. They're they're brilliant, and uh, yeah, look, I've got a I've got an editor in the states. I've got writers all around the world. I've got an AV editor in Hungary. So, you know, um, we've got content writers all around the world. So yeah, just 
fully through Elance and Odesk, really. A great place to find designers also is Behance.net because like a lot of creatives hang out there and they just uh, like showcase their best work and you can pitch them cold as opposed to an Elance or an Odesk where you put up a job and you get spammed like crazy. You can, you can you know, like kind of pick talent from um, Behance.net or Dribble. There's some great places to find designers. What was that last one? Dribble. Oh, got it. Yeah, I've heard of those sites before, actually. Yeah, yeah, they're really great. Like, you can find some really great designers there. Nice. Very cool. Th- thanks for sharing that. Okay, let's get into the marketing of your magazine. And obviously, a lot of these tips can be used for marketing for anything. But let's talk first about Instagram, which you mentioned earlier. So to go from zero to 170K followers is quite a feat. You know, I've had my Instagram ever since Instagram started, and I'm only at 7K, and that's with a large audience in other spaces. How do you go from not not even really having an audience to to 170k on Instagram. What what are your top strategies to growing your Instagram following? Yeah, so Instagram has been a really a, a massive match made in heaven for founder too, man. Because uh, anybody that's looking at Instagram is always on their phone. You can't even create content from your computer. So for for a while there, like the first three months. I was just pushing people to the iTunes landing page, which goes straight to, you know, it opens up straight on your phone if you're on a on an Apple device. So that's a that that was a that's a really good source of customer acquisition for us for the magazine. Mm-hmm. But uh, our top five strategies, I think first things first, you've got to be very very clear on the goal of your Instagram account because you only have one clickable bio link. So you only have one clickable link and that's what people go to. You, you'll find it very hard pressed to get people to go to a link that you put in your caption that's not clickable and it's really long or whatever. Like it's, you want to make things as easy as possible for people. So whatever your clickable link is and whatever your goal is, that's what you need to be 100% focused on for your Instagram account. And then the next piece of that puzzle is you just kind of work backwards, man, like What's the kind of content that really resonates with with your audience? You know, you need to know your audience so extremely well. And for our audience, Pat, and for a lot of niches, for some reason, it's this quotes game. I I don't I, I do understand it, but I don't understand it. But <laughs> by quotes, um, you mean these images that are essentially words and different designs that say something maybe motivational yeah. or inspirational. Yeah, that's it. Like startup facts. Like I try and do the startup facts and business quotes kind of play, like little differentiate ourselves a little. But, you know, for us, you know, our our audience, man, they love quotes and they are very, very shareable. And a lot of people uh, want to, to tell their friends. And, you know, um, a great way to, to grow really, really fast is to post a ton of quotes, like not just post quotes, but post a lot. Like we post sometimes nine times a day. And the, the more you post, the faster you grow because the quotes have that virality aspect. But, you know, if you were only posting one time a day, one quote, as opposed to nine, imagine how many more people are tagging in their friends, you know, doing that at symbol mm-hmm. at Pat Flynn, you know, hey, check out this account, whatever. And, uh, that allows you to grow really, really fast. Obviously, with that content as well, you know, you can do little tricks like you ask a question. Um, asking questions can be really powerful. Like, I will be a millionaire and then dot, 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 and you get someone to fill in the blank. You can get 
um, you know, a thousand plus comments uh, just by asking a question like that um, because it's something that a lot of people aspire to. Uh, like if you're an entrepreneur, it's it's a big metric of success. Then another thing is 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 your design. You want to be making your aesthetics need to be great. Um, you know, I I take a lot of pride in in the content that we put out uh, across the board. Like I did, we didn't really touch on um, the magazine itself, but it's beautifully designed, man. Like it we is. get compliment. Yeah, we get. Thank you. When we get complimented quite often for the level of design for our website, our magazine, or any of our collateral, and I think that's a really big takeaway for people is is I'm a big believer in in a brilliant and amazing design to stand out. I think that people, if your if your work is not designed well, people won't trust it. If it is designed amazingly well and you've paid more attention than most, you'll stand out. And that's how you that's another way to get noticed. That's a that's a brilliant marketing strategy, I believe, in itself. Just creating something that's cool, kind of funky, that that catches people's attention, catches catches people's attention, and they'll be like, "Oh, what's this?" You know, and and triggers some emotion where they get excited and, and stuff like that. So, you know, design for the quotes and and the content that you put out there on Instagram is is massive. Then hashtags, hashtags is a game changer. You know, here's a quick win for people: if you when you post an image on Instagram, do me a favor and max out your hashtag. So in, so and put those hashtags not in the caption, write it in the comment. And you if you post an image and then you click write as a comment and you put in, you know, 30 hashtags relevant to your niche, I promise you will see a difference in engagement as opposed to not using any hashtags at all or one to two hashtags. Oh, really? It might be a little spammy. But because you're writing it in the comments and if you get more than four comments, it will be hidden. So people won't see when they first come to your image unless they click view all comments. So it, you can hide those hashtags. It's a, it could be just a little one to two percenter that helps for the growth of your account. So that's a quick win for everybody. Wow. Um, another quick win is to use a tool like Word Swag or for if you're on Android, you can use a tool like Fonto. So it's really easy to create these quotes or there's another one called Typorama. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people probably think that to create these this content we use, um, you know, they're designed in InDesign and some are. Some are designed in InDesign, but for the most part, most of them are designed on your phone. You can do the best quotes like, I don't use Canva or anything like that, man. We use apps on your phone and they're so easy. Like you just type something in, you choose a background, and then you just click the dice and it just gives you all these different font styles. And then you just choose whatever you want. Like it's really easy. Like it's so simple. Um, and you can get something really, really good. So they're two tools, Fonto or Word Swag. They're brilliant. And then hashtags, as I mentioned. And then the another piece of that puzzle is getting other accounts to share your page. I've noticed your that content. happening a lot um, now, with, with, with some of the people I follow. Like I follow – some basketball highlight Instagram channels, you know, where they show little clips of basketball highlights from the playoffs and stuff. And they're always like every three or four or maybe like once or twice a day, they give a shout out to some other channel with a really cool video. But it, it's always like an endorsement almost for following somebody else. Yeah. So what you've just described is called, there's an acronym for it. It's called an S4S, share for share. And 
that is a game changer. If you can do, like we try to do three to four share for shares a day, and that's part of our content strategy. So people might be overwhelmed that, oh, wow, you're posting nine times a day, Nathan. How, you know, that's a lot of content. You know, four of those images might not even be ours. They might be somebody else's quotes or, you know, startup facts or business related content. So that kind of takes the pressure to produce so much of your own content and you mix it up. But, uh, yeah, look, um, Am I able to plug like a, a landing page with a cheat sheet for everybody? Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm yeah, going yeah. to download it right away. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I've created a custom cheat sheet, which has got all of our best top 10 strategies on Instagram. If you go to foundermag, F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G.com forward slash Instagram hacks, I you, you'll be able to download that. So foundermag.com slash Instagram hacks. Yep. Got it. Yeah, that that's I could talk about this Instagram stuff all day, but please pick my brain, Pat, because um, that's for the most part how I'm doing it. There's a there's a lot more with that, but you know they're our top strategies, and if you follow that stuff alone, you will see some great, great growth with your account with your Instagram. Account. It's just so incredible because Instagram to me, before I've seen all these people do incredibly well on Instagram, and we have a few other interviews coming up where people have also used Instagram to be a primary channel for the, the sales that, that they do, some for physical products, some for information products, all across the board. Well, I mean, when I first got into Instagram, it was more like, hey, here's here's my family and here's what I had for <laughs> breakfast. And, you know, and people enjoyed that. People who wanted to get a little glimpse of inside the life of Pat Flynn, which is what my primary strategy was for this. And I wasn't ever going to kind of go hard with with promoting it, but because I didn't see any any real benefit from really trying to grow it as big as I could, it was just kind oh, of there. Dude. It was just kind of there for people who were kind of wanting to get deeper into the life of Pat Flynn. But I mean, it just seems like, especially based off of your numbers, that it, it's an incredibly just beneficial way to, or it, it's just, it gets results. And that to me is, it, it, it still hasn't set in for me that, that it, it can actually do that for you. Oh, Pat, like, I am so big on Instagram. It's it's not funny, man. Like in terms of how much I believe in that platform, but just because I've seen like the stuff that we're achieving, like, you know, last week alone, and I probably shouldn't be telling anybody on your audience this because it's such a good channel. Like keep in mind, I've built this seven months ago. So seven months ago, we had zero. And last week alone, we did 2,700 email signups in one week. Email signups from Instagram. Yeah, I, sh- I probably should be telling you about that, man, because it's that good. Jeez. But like, it is insane. Like, um, okay. I-, I don't know why I just okay, told wait. you that. Let, <laughs> no, no, thank you. Uh, the, let, let's keep, that's my job to get that kind of stuff out of you. But uh, let, let's keep going with this. Okay, if I want to build my email list off Instagram, you know, building your following is obviously important, but then giving people the call to action to subscribe, how do you get them to do that? Do you get them to do that by going to a specific link. And, and for those of you who are listening to this who aren't really sure yet, uh, the, the clickable link that Nathan mentioned is in your bio. So you kind of, and I've seen people do this, you, you tell them to click on the link in your bio, right? Uh, which is, which is what, what, uh, how you get them to click on something. But like, what is the incentive to, to go and do that? How are you getting people off of Instagram onto your email list? So first things first, if the whole goal that and it came back to the first first uh, I guess strategy was what's the goal of your account? It might not be to get them on your email list. It might just be to get sales. But whatever you do, you need to ask. 
you need to post an image related to tell people to do that. And, you know, for us, it just comes back to like, you know, online marketing 101, Pat, like what does your audience want? What is their biggest frustrations or problems or deepest desires right now? So I know for a fact that there's a lot of people on Instagram that follow our account that are interested in business, but they don't know where to start. Like there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of entrepreneurs, man. And that's what founders is all about. We want to show you what it takes to build a successful business. We want to crush that entrepreneurship mindset and just saying you're going to create something or wanting to create something, but you don't actually put anything out there because that's so hard. You know, I did that. I was in that, I was in that mindset. I was a entrepreneur for many years, many, many years. Mm-hmm. So I know that that's something that our audience on, on Instagram specifically is struggling with. And I know that it's a younger type audience. So we give away a, a, an amazing guide. You know, something we do with Founder is, is we under-promise and over-deliver. Like anything I do, I want to give away so much value. Just like yourself, you, got, you give away so much value for free to build that trust. So we give away this amazing step-by-step guide. It's like 60 pages. It's actually a special issue inside the magazine. It's a special subscriber-only issue. So, you know, if you want to get people to sign up to your email list, you have a link that goes to a landing page, a landing page that's built in in lead pages that I've heavily split tested and still to this day, I'm constantly A-B testing. It's converting at about 37% and it's really minimal. It's a minimal landing page, which is, it's very simple. You know, we've got testimonials, we've got case studies there of people that have actually read the guide and we give that away. And, you know, that that's pretty much how I'm doing it. And we, you know, I post images of that guide, man. I post images of that guide on a phone or on an iPad or, mm. you know, just like I write some text saying, get the free guide to start an online business. And I might post an image or a variation of that image every few days. Um, just depends. But you, you definitely see a spike in email signups when you post an image. So it's ask, it's ask it comes back to, you know, old school selling, dude, ABC, always be closing. You got to ask for the sale. You won't get the sale if you don't want, if you don't ask for it. That's something Derek Halpern told yeah, me. True that. And there's a great resource out there you just reminded me of called placeit.net. You want to create different scenes, I guess, with your product in it, different people with different platforms or different devices with, you know, you can just drop an image and it'll be placed on their computer, on their iPhone, on their watch and on the, a computer, wherever. Uh, that's placeit. Mm-hmm placeit.net. I think that that could be pretty useful actually for if you're if you're kind of trying to sell something or get people to download something off of Instagram. Mm, oh, awesome. Yeah. So, dude, this is this is great. Okay, so beyond Instagram, what else is working to help promote Founder Magazine? So, there's another one that has been a massive game changer and I and I have to mention this because it, it anybody that wants to start a magazine, they have to get really good at this one thing. And it's better than Instagram. Um, it's and this is keep in mind, please, Pat. It's for the the magazine only in the app store. Not you know bring people to our website. Not bring people to our podcast or anything like that. It's app store optimization. If you want to create an app in general, you need to get very, very, very good with SEO for the app store. So, Pat, if you type in Entrepreneur Magazine. Founder will come up right next to it. It's number three. If you type in Forbes, you type in Fast Company, you type in HBR, Harvard Business Review, Founder is piggybacking off 
all of these massive magazines. And for the most part, that's how a lot of people are finding us. That's um, cool. I see you right here, um, right next to Success Magazine, Fast Company, Modern Entrepreneur, um, Success, uh, Inc. And here's a picture of the founder mag with a big, bright letters that say idea on it with a picture of Richard Branson on it. How can you miss it? That's right. And, you know, I know for a fact that with Richard Branson on the front cover, I've tested this. Um, you know, I'm all about testing, man. I, I love testing stuff. I love data and, and stuff like that. And and like I know for the for a fact, if we have Richard Branson as the first cover and the first thing you see when you find the magazine, we'll get 30% more downloads. That's so, so crazy. Yeah, we're, we're just doing like, this is the lowest hanging fruit for anybody that wants to start a magazine or create an app. It's it's really just trying to piggyback off big apps and getting really good on ranking for key search terms that people are looking for because you've already got that starving crowd. Like, don't worry about, you know, getting someone to read your blog post and then being like, oh, wow, okay, this is a great blog post. I'm going to pull out my phone or I'm going to pull out my iPad and download their app. It's 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 way easier to get someone to download your app if they're already searching for a similar like-minded app, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they've got their their credit card on the back of their iTunes account or their Google Play account and it just it just works really well. I have to also mention that you know to download Founder the app, it's free. And even once you get inside and, and download and open up the app, we give away like a free issue, a complimentary free issue, which is the Richard Branson issue. It's our it's our one of our best issues. Just to showcase, you know, I think it's rich to ask people still to pay for a magazine that they've never heard of before. So you want to mm-hmm. give like, you know, much like you, you give away your best stuff, man. You give away so much, man. And, you know, that's, that's how you've built such a massive community and so much trust that when you launch something, People just love, like, you know, they know you're going to produce quality. Like, I, I purchased that uh, that smart player, that you, your, your special player, and we have it on our site. It looks so good. Like, you know, it was a no-brainer for me to purchase that when you launched that. So yeah. it's it's kind of a similar kind of play. Like, when you open up the magazine, you know, you'll see, you know, download your first issue for free. Um, you know, we offer a free trial as well. Um, you can try before you buy. So it's it's kind of building that trust too, I think, you know, um, we, we, we are a top 10 ranked business and investing magazine. So we, we sometimes, uh, like sometimes sit even higher than entrepreneur or, or fast company or fortune in, in the rankings. But for the most part, we sit next to those guys. So we are, we are now like, like on the same level as them in the digital space, but still it's, it's a very hard place hard play to, to ask someone to pay for a magazine they've never heard of. And, and that's another thing too, Pat, like that's why it took a while to build it up was because if you, if someone downloads founder and even if they did see Richard Branson, you know, you get to issue seven, right. And they download founder, like they'll only see seven issues. Like how do they know when they subscribe, they're going to get another issue. So now when you open up founder, there's like 20 or 30, like there's at least 30 or 40 covers in there. Mm-hmm. So their trust is there that when you subscribe, that it's, you know you're going to get another issue. And we we say we're a monthly publication, and and we're a lot of people think we're a really big business man, but the the real truth is I'm just working out of a co-working <laughs> space, and we've got like a, a global team that that are that are all contractors, and I'm just about to make my first hire. I think the design has a lot to do with it. It looks super pro. It oh, looks super. Well, thank pro. you, bro. Thank you, but. Uh, 
But the main, yeah, the main thing is app store optimization. And uh, for anyone listening, there's a great tool out there that I highly, highly recommend that has been a game changer for us to work out how to rank really well. It's called Sensor Tower. So I I play a lot of different games, Pat. I play the social media game with Instagram. I try and play the content marketing game with the magazine and, and the content we put on the blog and and the traffic's slowly building up. And then and then also I play the app game. Mm. Yeah, I'm looking at so sensor tower, S-E-N-S-O-R tower.com. And how does yeah. that how does that help you exactly? Well, it helps you work out the highest traffic keywords for your niche. But then once you've worked that out, you've got to be testing them, man. You've got to, you've got to, you know, put, try and put those keywords in the name of your app um, if mm-hmm. you can. And if not, put them in the keywords section, the metadata section, which allows you to have over up to 100 characters. And then you can kind of, with SensorTower, work out how you're going to rank. So hypothetically, right, because we've got Entrepreneur Magazine, like founder, a young entrepreneur magazine in the name, and we've got, you know, uh, around 200 reviews in the US store, and I know Entrepreneur Magazine has like 250. Hypothetically, dude, because it's same with the podcast, like you told me over our interview, it's all about the reviews. And since you told me that, man, we've gone from like, you know, 50 or 60 reviews to like uh, two months or three months later, to about two months later to like almost 180 reviews um, in the US store. Cause I'm, I'm listening to what you're telling me, Pat. So I listen. That's another Thank thing you I for do. Listening. Is, take yeah, I listen and <laughs> take action. But um, same with the apps, you know, you've got to get as many reviews as you can. And hypothetically, dude, if we get more reviews than Entrepreneur Magazine, potentially, I'm not sure if it will happen because they're, they're so big that we might rank higher if someone types in Entrepreneur Magazine if we have more reviews than them. I don't know if that'll happen, but there's a high possibility because that's how app search works. It's You've got to have it. The first thing they look at is, is that keyword in the name? If it's not, they go to the keywords and then they, they would look at the reviews. Mm. And if you have the most reviews and it's in the name, you're going to be the highest search result. It's pretty basic stuff. It's like old school Google stuff, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at Entrepreneur Magazine in the US right now. They have 247 ratings. You have 200. But mm. they also have 159 of those one star. Yikes. So yeah, that's because their app used to always crash. Like it's just basic, like, you know, basic stuff, man, that like, I'm lucky that that our off the shelf software, it's not buggy and it works really, really well. But for some reason they were using like, I don't know what, it's like some sort of platform that just was always crashing and it didn't work properly and people getting so frustrated yeah. and that, that makes my job easier. Well, our work easier. Like we, but we're, we're a totally different play. Like if you look at, founder compared to entrepreneur magazine you know that's a massive magazine dude with 150 or 200 pages you know oh, our right. magazine is like it's bite-sized it's like 60 to 70 pages and and we put the interviews inside obviously and it's just like something you can consume in uh you know a few hours and and it's it's like 2.99 a month it's like cost of a cup of coffee and and we're really focused on just action, actionable stuff, you know, stuff that really helps entrepreneurs, the stuff that me and you thrive off, you know, mm-hmm. all, all the stuff that I've just given over this past 50 minutes, man, 
Like that stuff that people can take away and put and apply into their business. And we're about the story too, but entrepreneur, I guess their their biggest player is the story and not so much actionable stuff that you can take away. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. And and just to verify, Madcast was a platform that you used to kind of get everything up and running for your magazine. Madcast.co. Yep. Madcast. And that's uh that's that's my off the shelf platform and it's it's pretty cheap. Well, I'm looking at it now. And I clicked, uh, let's get started just to kind of see what the process was like really quick while you were talking. And it says uh, to get started, you would need $3,564 a year. Mm. So maybe they've upped the price, but I could see everything that's included. Uh, uh, one iPad magazine, unlimited issues, unlimited changes, unlimited multimedia and links, unlimited optimization, app revenue is 100% yours. Um, so I could see that there's a lot of benefit to, to going down this route. Obviously, it's going to costs a little bit more. And I know some people who have kind of bootstrapped uh, even further and created on their own, but you also want that experience to be great for those who pick it up, especially if this is a long-term play and something that you want to look great that can lead into other things that you could sell down the road. Yeah, look, that's it, man. The prices definitely have gone up. I think that I can get a discount for anyone that is listening. I don't know, should I get people to email me? Was that too crazy? Uh, It might get crazy. Okay. Maybe right. they can, I don't know, how How should we, maybe yeah. leave a comment on this blog post and then. Yeah, leave a comment on this blog post and uh, I, I, I'm I confident that, uh, yeah, because I didn't know it was that, that price. Like I know the one of the guys that created Madcast, so I think might be able to get for 3000 a year, but still that's a, that's a bit of money. Um, But yeah, look, if, if anybody is, is needing that, I can definitely help. Yeah, leave a comment on the blog post and say that you're interested and uh, Nathan will find some way to, uh, Nathan and I, don't worry, Nathan, I'm not just going to leave you hanging, but we'll, we'll find a way you're to right. get you that information if Nathan can pull any strings or something. Yeah, 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 most definitely. Because yeah, last I, last I heard was 3000 a year, but no, it's all good. So yeah, yeah, hit me. What, what else can I do? What, what else can I help you with, dude? Well, you know, we're at the 50 minute mark already, right, right at the cap of, of where I usually like to end the interviews. But I, you know, I feel like I could go for days uh, with you. You said you were traveling to the US. Are you coming by San Diego at all? I would like to, but however, I'm not. How close um, are you going to be? I'll be at LA. Okay, well, it's a couple hours. Maybe, maybe we'll, uh, if the schedule's aligned, maybe I can make a trip up there and see you or something. Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome, dude. There's a shoot lot of a, people I'm catching up with. Shoot a quick video um, and maybe to help promote this if, uh, <laughs> if we have the time. But uh, oh, anyway, thanks, we'll, we'll we'll chat we'll chat off the uh, off the air about that. But anyway, just again, thank you so much for coming on and providing all this insane information. And again, this is a totally different way uh, that somebody is approaching the idea of building a following and building authority and generating lots of income as well, and using what he's doing as a platform to create other things down the road and just obviously providing massive value. And it's really cool that, that you were like, dude, I'm just running this from my coworking space. Like <laughs> it's really cool that, that you've been able to achieve all you've achieved. And, uh, you know, I'm super proud to have you on the show. Well, thank you so much, Pat. Like I said, I, I'm a massive fan of your work and it's just, if it, for me, it's like such an achievement accomplishment to, to be someone that, you know, didn't know you saw your work, massive fan of your work, and you've asked me to come on. So look, I'm just so grateful to be here and, and, and thank you so much. It was so much fun. Thanks, Nathan. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, for sure. Ciao. Oh man, what an epic interview. Nathan Chan from foundermag.com. Nathan, I know you're listening to the show. Thank you so much. And, and I remember uh, for everybody listening after we finished recording, 
Nathan was just wanting to make sure that, that this was great. And he kept asking me, you know, is that good? Like, maybe we can do it again. Dude, it was great. And I think it's going to be very inspiring to a lot of people who were maybe trying, maybe, maybe they've been playing around with different platforms like blogging and podcasting and video, and it's just not for them. Well, this could be it for other, uh, for those people. So digital magazines, and it's really cool that you mentioned all the resources there. Also the Instagram hacks and all those sorts of things. It's, it's just, man, great job. And I can't wait to put a lot of that into effect, actually, especially on my Instagram channel. And uh, you can find me on Instagram at Pat Flynn. You can find Nathan at Founder Mag, same F-O-U-N-D-R-M-A-G and see what he's up to. And obviously the show notes are always available at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 169. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash session 169. You'll get all the links and resources there. Also, I wanna take a quick moment just to thank you. I don't know if you realize this, but you've had, you, the listeners, have made a massive impact on the direction of where Smart Passive Income has gone. Uh, As a result of you, I've been interviewing certain guests that you've recommended. As a result of uh, your recommendations, I've been tackling different topics that are are of high interest to you. Uh, In addition to that, I created a brand new podcast called Ask Pat, which you may have heard of before. And on that show, I answer voicemail questions from you as well. You can actually check that out at askpat.com. But that wouldn't happen if it wasn't for you. Obviously, ask Pat, there needs to be questions in addition to my answers in order to make that show success, and, and I'm so thankful that uh, it's there, and, and I have you to thank for that. I also have you to thank for pushing me to create some online courses to help you through a number of the, of the different problems and pains that you might be having with your online business, uh, the, the scaling of it, just even the start and the process of it. Um, even though there's a lot of great free information here via the podcast, I know, and I know this from my own experience as well, courses can be life-changing because you you purchase a course and you are just in that mindset of actually doing that thing that that course tells you to, to do. And I have a number of different courses available to you if that's the kind of thing you need in order to actually finally start getting results and taking action so i know a number of you have already taken action which is fine like i'm not trying to push these courses on you but they are there and available for those of you who would much prefer to get that targeted information and the accountability and the hand-holding through those processes so if you want to check out and see all the courses that are available to you all you have to do is go to smartpassiveincome.com courses that's a page that's going to continually grow over time as well so keep checking back smartpassiveincome.com courses I look forward to uh, to hopefully seeing you there. Thank you again so much. Show notes are at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 169. I appreciate it. And if you have a sec, please head on over to iTunes whenever you have a chance. And please leave an honest review and rating for the Smart Passive Income podcast. I read them all and I try to go to as many different countries as I can because it's not always easy to find the reviews from other countries. But uh, I, I, I want to read them. I want to read them. I want to improve. And I'm always doing what I can to best serve you. And I can't wait to serve you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. It's going to be a great one. We have a guest who's returning to deliver even more content. This is based off of popular demand, actually. And even I wanted him on because I, I wanted to pick his brain. And uh, it's just amazing, the content that was generated. So look out for that in episode 170. In the meantime, keep crushing it online. I'll see you on Instagram and Twitter at Pat Flynn and uh, love you guys. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI, and today I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast 
called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John, who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure, and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.